1: Thank you. Thanks for having
0: us. We're, we're happy to be back. It's been a minute.
2: It's been a while, yeah. A
0: whole Holy year. The world ended, and then uh, <laughs> to a certain extent, it was like the Marvel movie, right? It was like the blip happened, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're all coming back. That's true. Yeah.
1: Man. It, it's funny. Uh, this year, I, I got a chance to talk with Snap um, Snapper Red. And she mentioned you guys, I was just listening back to her episode that's going to come out probably in two weeks. And I was just like, man, it's it's nice to see how interconnected we are either through within Breathe University, people doing their things individually as you guys being like in extreme execution and different things like that. And it's like, hey. Everybody's coming up in their own way and just staying diligent and consistent. I finally I listened to your past episode that you put out, I think it was like 148. And I was like,
0: I like what they got going on.
2: <laughs> <Thank> okay. <you. laughs> I
0: appreciate that. That's that's cool. You know, what's funny is um you're right. The collaboration it's more than that. It's it's about community. And and I think that's one of the things that that ET and all of ETA and what, what they aspire to create. And like to your point. Talking about Snappa and, and you and us and, and there's so many others that are doing a variety of things, you know. And I don't know if you're familiar with Gizmo. Um, Giz Gizmo Ray Hall is he's a US Open pickleball champion. And he's a part of Breathe University. And you know, so we've we've been connected to these these people that you would never come across yeah. in your regular walks of life, if you will. And mm-hmm. now we're we're all across the globe, you know, networking, like with Ann Phillips over in England. It's just, it's pretty amazing. And everyone's helping each other out in their own particular projects. It's a phenomenal network. Man.
1: (laughs) What, the one thing that was kind of crossing my mind right now is like, I need to figure out what kind of mics you guys have because I was like, am I... (laughs) <laughs> I might switch over to those, but so long as I use this one correctly, it'll work.
0: <laughs> you know, I listen to a variety of podcasts, of course, and one of them is um, The School of Podcasting uh, by Dave Jackson. Mm. And uh, I'm sorry, I mean, well, I, I guess I just plugged him. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he talks, the, the mic I have, that we have, are the ATR2100, and mm. there's there's other people, John um, Lee Dumas, and others, there, there's, there's so many great microphones. But like you just said, it just comes down to how you use it. And we were looking for the least expensive with decent sound quality. Yeah. Um, and I think it just comes down to making sure that your equipment's, you know, together.
1: It helps if you have a radio voice too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely got that as well, my friend. That's
1: funny. Thank you. Because it, what, whenever I was listening, I was like, man, the the introduction is is nice. You guys do like, an excerpt of somewhere further in the episode and then you have like however you you mix the introduction and then you come in with that like smooth late night voice and i was like okay okay i see you, ernie <laughs> i okay. see why i see how uh snooks got she picked right
0: <laughs> trust me that this there are times when this voice i guarantee is it sounds like nails on a chalkboard <laughs>
2: That is so funny. But, you know, uh, you're not the only person that's ever talked about his voice. You know, he's been actually approached about doing voiceovers and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I can see that. I can see that in nice. next life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got to figure out which life that's going to be. in.
1: <laughs> Man, that's that's amazing. So. Tell me what what happened for you guys in 2020. It it seems like you you kept your head down, you stayed busy, you you didn't or let me not imply but like what how is 2020 for you?
2: You know, um I think that unfortunately for some 2020 was really hard. I think for us 2020 really kind of helped us because we were in the process of um starting to do um workshops at the beginning of 2020 we had some church local churches lined up and you know a couple of other organizations that we were putting on them um on the are not the map but on our calendar to be able to go in person and to do our workshops and um covid happened and just like nope you can't yep. do that you know so we had to i don't want to say go back to the drawing board but kind of figure out another way to Reach other people, and I—I I was never really um, that educated on about Zoom. You know, I always looked. I knew what Skype was, but Zoom was a whole different thing for me. And so, like, was like, "Okay, well, let's just do it over Zoom." And I'm like, "Ain't nobody gonna pay attention to that," you know. But like I said, I was ignorant of what Zoom was and how the world was actually using it. So it really did help us and. We were like, okay, so we're, now we're doing our workshops on Zoom. And then, well, at that time, we were doing our workshops on Zoom. And then that opened up to doing um, Zoom uh, coaching over Zoom, too. Nice. Um, so, we, you know, like I said, it, it helped us expand. It wasn't just so localized for us.
0: Hmm. I'd have to agree, you know. And
2: Thank you for agreeing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on a personal note, it's, um, it forced us to slow down a little bit. Sometimes we're moving so fast that you've got so many things that are happening because you know, it's always about grind, 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 you know. I grind on Monday, you know, on, t- on Tuesday I grind. So we have all these things, you know, that are in our head and yes, we want to do that, but sometimes if you're running, you know, you don't know the difference between movement, proper movement and, and you know, sometimes you're supposed to sprint, sometimes you're supposed to you know, go into a longer stride. If if you watch the Olympics, you know that are coming up, you're going to find people that are running the 800 or the the longer distances and what we plan to do with our platform and our marriage coaching, as well as with the, the podcast. Um, it's a marathon, you know, it's a long distance. You don't come out the gate sprinting. And I think we were doing a lot of sprinting in the beginning and 2020, the pandemic forced us to slow down and really take a look and, and be open to other ways of um, kind of following through on what we feel like God has actually led us to do. But on an on a even more personal note, it made me slow down because I was having some health issues that I didn't realize were health issues. Um, I had this whole bravado and macho thing. Like, you know, there was blood showing up in my urine, but I'd been doing that for a couple of years and I had been doing CrossFit and you know, the, the macho in me was like, Oh, you know what? I worked out too hard today. You know, that's my old military, whatever. It's like, you know, and if there's a trace of blood, that means I'll, I must've, you know, did it something too hard when I was, you know, uh, throwing some weights around or whatever, straining here and there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it got to the point where Snooks was like, you need to go get looked at. And when I finally did, because I was working from home, wasn't able to go into a lot of the offices that I did. And, you know, the world had slowed down to a crawl because of COVID. So I couldn't use anything as an excuse like, oh, well, you know, I can't because I have to travel for work or what have you went in and discovered that um, I ended up getting an early stage diagnosis for bladder cancer. And because there were tumors forming, that's why there was blood in my urine. I'm like, Oh, this has been going on for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, but as a result of that, it, it's a blessing because had the world not slowed down, I probably would have just kept making excuses. And it would have got to the point where we didn't catch it early. Mm -hmm. And like so many times people look the other way. So 2020 was good to us in that respect where it forced us to really slow down, take note and and recalibrate.
1: Nice. I, I, I just caught that. um, Thank you for, for sharing that with me, but that was one of the things I caught at the the tail end of the episode. And I was like, Oh, and the first, the first thought that came to my mind is like, well, he's in good hands. I hope, I hope he reached out to Rochelle or "I, I know that he went to the doctor and, and he's, keeping an eye on it now but like the automatic thought that popped into my mind is like are we plugging back into the community and kind of like looking at the resources that are around us but more mm-hmm. importantly like you said like slowing down paying attention to what's what's important what's going on and not just kind of brushing it under the rug just being like oh well it's just this or it's just I just well I was going to say, just rub some dirt on it, but you can't, you can't <laughs> do that. <laughs> Never mind. A, put, as soon as I said it, it just, like, it just painted a bad picture in my mind. I was like, okay, but like, that went left very quickly. Oh, that's no, hilarious. No, that's,
2: that's straight old, old school. I can see somebody's grandma saying, just put some dirt on it. You know, dirt has iron and whatever in it, some minerals. So you'll be fine. <laughs> right. But, I mean,
0: effectively, that's what I had been doing. Right. I mean, if you think about it, that's pretty much what I was doing. I was like, oh, I'll just rub some dirt on it. Keep it moving. Right. Um, but as far as plugging back into the community, I I didn't call Rochelle, but I did reach out. Um, if you know Ashlyn Cole. Hmm. Um, so it's funny when I got the diagnosis, you know, it's kind of a shocker when somebody you can walk out of an office and they just said, you know, oh, you've got cancer. And my wife wasn't with me. The first phone call I made, of course, was to my wife, was to Snooks. I
2: was about to say, you better call me first. The,
0: and it's funny. The second phone call I made immediately after I got the phone with Snooks was to Ashley Cole, who for if your listeners don't know who she is, Ashling is first and foremost, you know, a, an amazing child of God that is just an amazing singer. And she was featured in Sunday's Best last season um, and made the top five for Sunday's Best. So she's a. amazing an incredible prayer warrior who has had her own history with, uh, with cancer. She has an amazing story, but I had called her to pray with Ashley and she stopped what she was doing. And we sat there over the phone and we prayed and we talked and she gave me my marching orders, you know, and it it was, it was good. And so she's kind of been my, my cancer coach, if you will, so to speak, um, behind the scenes, you know, when something's going on, you know, I call Ash. And uh, so the community is there in so many different forms. That's
1: that's awesome. Uh, I guess I, I it took me a second to put two and two together, but I I hadn't met her per se, but I I've, I heard of her through uh, Dwight Hines, I believe DJ Dubs, yes, or the Groove Movement, and I I saw him doing like a live or like a a podcast with her, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, like this this is someone new that I'm becoming aware of, but similar to what you're saying about. The, the cancer thing, I almost thought I was going to have a scare of that earlier this year, but thankfully it, it wasn't that. It was kind of like making the time again, like slowing down and not making a, an excuse to say, oh, like for me, it was just going and getting like a regular physical, mm-hmm. getting your blood work done in that thing mm-hmm. and just taking the time to go in and be like, okay, your white blood cell count is low and let's get you to a specialist and just get that looked at. And for me, it it was like the thought because the specialist is at the, like the cancer Institute is where they treat blood and other things like that, where they look more specifically. So I was like, let me not imagine the worst, Mm -hmm. no matter what I'm seeing. Like, let me not just let that control my mind and my outcome and like, and going and seeing it's like, okay, well, no, this is normal like take some B12, be more cognizant of this. And like, as I was going through it, I ended up reaching back out to Rochelle and, and kind of tapping in and seeing what she was doing. And initially I, I didn't get it, but as I started watching some of her stuff where, where the, the label was like you um, 52, meaning you only have 52 weeks in the year mm. and you have to make the most of it and kind of her reiterating In a talk, just like this is something personal when it comes to health, having lost family members, having lost loved ones, not because of the pandemic per se, but because of people neglecting to take care of the health. And just those nice little subtle reminders are good wake up calls to be like, hey, every every morning you wake up isn't just a. uh, Just fly by the seat of your pants type of thing, but just just taking a second to be intentional about what you do and don't do.
0: Absolutely. True. I actually bring up a good point. I should reach out to Rochelle T. Parks. <laughs> um, well, because I'm, I'm looking right now, I'm, I'm going to be going to this next phase of um, immunotherapy mm-hmm. um, in September, or it's going to be for six weeks. But So I've been researching diets and what I should do in order to make sure that my body is, is primed and at it its the right place it needs to be in order to effectively utilize the immunotherapy that I'm about to go through. And uh, everything points to an anti-inflammatory diet, which Rochelle has been talking about for the longest.
1: Yep. Yep. It's funny when, when you apologize, uh, mentioning the one person I was like, there is no need to apologize for anything. It's like, if you want to mention somebody like that, that's the whole point of the platform just about it's like speaking to everyday people and speaking to even the people that we know, because it's like, as much as like the people in our circles may, may be quote unquote common. It's like, Oh my goodness, you know, so-and-so Oh, you know, so-and-so it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the homie or that that's, <laughs> right. that's the boss over there. They, right. they dominate this space and they're very effective at what they do because it's, it's something that's done religiously to some extent to where it's like, you treat it with such care and you you respect it in in the approach
0: I agree you know we, we so many people within the community that and it's not just it's just out and about you see it in all throughout social media are talking about you know living your best life all these tags you know living my best life and <laughs> ah, you know, everybody's doing all this stuff whether it's the young kids uh, women you know you see people posting Now everyone's getting out vacationing, talking about living my best life. Well, I had posted something. It's like, how can you live your best life if you avoid taking care of that life? Hmm. And I think so often we're afraid of what the doctor is going to say. And like you said, we, we run all these scenarios in our head and they're always the most negative things we could possibly think of. And so then we say, you know what, I'll just put it off. But we need to make sure that we are allowing ourselves and taking care of the life that we have. So we can live our best life. Don't matter if you go to Jamaica or Turks and Caicos or, you know, uh, Dubai, if, you know, you're on a dietary restriction because you can't eat certain things or because you're preparing for a surgery or you can't walk right or, or worse yet, you, you, you plan all this stuff and then you can't go because of your health. So yeah, we need to get that in place.
1: It's funny. I guess we're, we're sticking on the diet piece for a little bit, but I, I'd gotten these, um, like I reached reached out to Rochelle and she she gets um, a lot of her products through Shackley, so like I went on there, and like ordered some things and it's like oh here's some bonus things if you want to do like a seven day cleanse or whatnot, and it's like you're supposed to take some like some pills for the morning and some pills at night, and I think maybe I'm three days in or so, and I was like hmm. It probably is not very effective if I'm sitting here taking these pills to be able to clean out your system, but then I'm stuffing myself with like a whole tray of cookies, ice cream, Oreos, the likes. It's like something's not right there. So (laughs) at least on the back half, let me adjust what I'm doing. (coughs) And um, in speaking with my trainer yesterday, it was we, we had to cut our workouts down to like one time a day just due to my availability. But it's like, my endurance has significantly dropped. So it was like, well, just because we're not meeting, you can't be doing nothing. So, so I was like, okay, well, I'll make the time to get up and go walk in the mornings. If I have to alternate days or just get up, and do 10 push-ups. Just, just something simple to be like, okay, you're moving your body, you're stretching, and you're you're maintaining what what you've already built up. It's like, you, you you did good in your 20s preparing for 30, but don't forget about 40. Kind of like Jamal would say, like, I'm getting ready now for the body of tomorrow or for the, the guy that's coming tomorrow. Yeah, Amen. that's true.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So... Um, one thing that I'm curious to ask you guys and listening to your last episode, and I think it's, it's fitting with the time now as we're talking about summertime and just, I guess some people would say this is like the sowing season. Um, and then the fall time would be come harvest time. It's like, okay, well, here's all the things that you put out. Here's all the things that you get back from what you did during the summer. So, with being forced to slow down and be more intentional using zoom and things of that sort what are some of the things that you've sown and what are with those things that you've sown how have you been paying more attention to watch your crops and not let like the busy the busy flies and birds come and, and pick at them
0: great question No. <laughs> Man, I just coming with to eat. Um Okay. Uh, well, you know, off the top of my head, the, the very first thing that came to mind for me was that when it comes to our coaching business, we've been getting um, quite a few clients and we want to make sure we're able to meet their needs. And we wanted to go beyond just our additional training that we've received, uh, like through, you know, Extreme Execution and Snooks has done some, counseling training um, so we decided to reach out and we contacted the Gottman Institute which hmm. um, some people out there may be familiar with them or may not but um, the Gottman Institute is the foremost authority when it comes to uh, relationship research and development and assistance and it's run by John and Julie Gottman
2: hmm. um,
0: John Gottman is considered the world's foremost expert when it comes to relationships he's like the guru right I mean he's the goat when it comes to like relationships. So we invested heavily and, um, have taken additional training. And mm-hmm. so as far as planting seeds, we, we've both completed, um, the level one training for the Gottman method, um, Gottman couple method therapy. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to be starting level two of that training because we're not so, um, what's the word? Arrogant is to believe that our way is always the only way and just because it got us through what we needed to get through, that that's the only path. Mm-hmm. So we're opening ourselves up so we can create more resources for our clients, and also to to parlay some of that into our our podcast to to put free content out there as well. Because our goal is ultimately to help a million couples, oh, and wow. doesn't matter how it happens, whether it's via the podcast, whether it's via our coaching, or during other platforms. Um, as we continue to develop, you know, we're talking about books, we're talking about. Um, conferences, a variety of different things, but we know that we need resources. And so I think one of the things, the biggest seed is investing in and
2: learning from
0: um, the Gottmans. Hmm.
2: Yeah. What he said. (laughs) 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 Um, I think that, you know, kind of really just seriously piggybacking on what Levy said, sitting and being able to have time to be like, Oh, okay. So, there are things that we don't know—not that we thought we knew everything—but there are ways that we can um, enhance what we do, who we, how we talk to other pe- to people, um, how we present ourselves. Studying more, you know, being more diligent about what we're reading, and um, just—I feel like we're more available. We're making ourselves more available to. Not just to um, just to married couples, because you know I said we are married into crazy, but it's also for those people who are aspiring to be married to that are in a relationship and they're not married, or just um, I don't know, want to learn about what it means to be in a couple. I don't I, be mm-hmm. a couple. I don't know, you know. Right. But it's we we realize that everyone. We don't necessarily, our method didn't necessarily meet everyone's needs. So you're like, okay, well, let's continue, make sure that we're continuing to learn and we're continuing to grow so that when people come to us, we're like, okay, they have this, they have that or whatever. Let's just use this method or, okay, let's incorporate that. Or, you know, maybe not that, that may not work. Or so it's, it's just about us growing it, I feel like it helped us to grow. Oh, it,
0: it did right. tremendously. And, and some people are taking notice and it's beautiful when like, we just got brought in. I don't know if you're aware of this, but so we are we are also the the co-moderators, if you will, mm. for uh, Thank God I'm Married within the ETA um, realm within, you know, for Eric Thomas and Associates. And so Quest is the director, Quest Green
1: right, um, right. is the
0: director. And so Quest asked us to, um, coming in and be co-moderators. And so there's Sundays where Quest is running the show. And then there's other Sundays where we're running the show and, well, I should say leading the discussions. Let's go. Right. It. It's not running, but, <laughs> but leading the discussions and, and talking with people. And um, so that's been good because we recognize it's not just about married into crazy. It's just about all those other platforms that are out there. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to lift the covenant of marriage. It's not you know, the covenant of marriage according to Married into Crazy or the covenant of marriage according to the Gottman Institute. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's God's covenant of marriage and we're lifting it any way that we possibly can. Mm.
1: I guess what, what's one thing that, that you found is different um, going through like the extreme execution training or looking at DISC and then going and getting training through like the Gottman Institute and seeing like from a relational perspective, how how has it been different or or similar? Like, how how have the two things been able to kind of complement themselves for you guys?
2: Um, for me, I feel like it. They complement just because I know how to. I'm saying I know how to, but when going through disc uh, training, my understanding is a is a bit better on how people not just relate, but how they receive information. So I could give information from the married and the crazy perspective, but I, I have to learn how to give information from that perspective to the, and um, be able to give it to them the way that they'll understand it. If that makes any sense in my head, yeah. sometimes yeah. I make a lot of sense. And then I'll say it and love. like, what? <laughs> so, but if I know how to uh, speak to this individual I feel like I can relay information better because they'll understand it that much better. Mm -hmm. So lovey's personality is different from mine or, you know, the way that they, he, he solves or deals with issues is totally different from mine. So with the disc, I think they go hand in hand because like, okay, you talk to this person with this information and they receive it with this way or Mm -hmm. so. It's a compliment. I, I think it's more of a compliment than a, um, than a difference. I don't want to say a difference. It is different, but it just compliments it that much more.
0: Yeah. And I, I think this is spot on because at the end of the day, it's just a question of semantics. Mm-hmm. We're talking about whether you're looking at DISC, the way that um, we were trained um, through Intermetrics and um, and Eric Thomas and associates mm-hmm. with the extreme execution platform. Um, but then, you can look at how DISC is actually taught in other areas as well. I've, had, I've been exposed to DISC multiple times right. in my corporate career, um, but it never stuck or made sense until you know I was trained directly by ET. Mm-hmm. Then it made sense. Then it was just like, oh, I've seen this before, but it's funny. It's like, okay, well, it's like learning the language. It's like, okay, well, you learn the English language, but you don't get all the adjectives. You only know a few of them.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: not as colorful and meaningful as it could be. And then right. I think that what ends up happening is through extreme execution and ET and the gang, you're able to, and Mustafa and all of them, you're able to now paint it with color
1: mm-hmm.
0: and going through our training with the Gottman Institute, um, doing things, you know, additional training through intermetrics that takes place. Um, you're able to now interlace it and like Snook says, make it palatable for so many more people. Right. And it's even given us the, the, the confidence now to kind of step out on our own. We, all of our training comes from, initial training comes from extreme execution, but we're able to step out now and make it more married into crazy. So now with our clients, what we do is we've transitioned to where we're, we we changed the vernacular. We changed the vocabulary a little bit so that it fits kind of what we're doing. So we've incorporated um, like the, the four elements of taste that comes mm-hmm. from West African tradition and it is utilized in some weddings. And we use those four elements as a way of describing the traits Within DISC as well, as opposed to using the more traditional ones that we've always used in ETA. I
1: make that makes sense. I, I guess it's it's also good to hear that you guys went through training through um, the company that basically I guess created the test in the form that it's in now, Intermetrics. And um, one thing that I, w- I was able to do this year is train through um, someone else that learned from Intermetrics, but also made it their own but I don't know if you guys took the similar test where it's like instead of just um, studying the disk or learning how to be a disk facilitator like being able to do the values and the attributes test as well. Have you been exposed to that
0: um, I've done the um, the values <laughs> and the attributes uh, with the insights um, I haven't done that that level of training to go through it mm-hmm. um, but I have been exposed to it and I've taken it myself as well.
1: Gotcha because the the reason i bring that up is because um that kind of ties to what snooks was saying earlier knowing how people process information because i think that's that's like um the way it was described to me it's like you have having three satellites to tell you this is the position on in where you're going because disc is very palpable as you said because imagine it's like a beach ball that's kind of like floating on on a water on the water out in the ocean and it's like oh wow that's nice a pretty beach ball but it's like it's able to sit where it is like showing you that how you show up in the world but what's tied to that that's more important as i've as i've come to understand it is like the why and i think where e does it kind of without doing it is always expressing you have to have a reason for why you're doing this but looking at the values if you look at it more closely it's like these are the things that motivate you in a sense like whether it's aesthetics whether it's economics whether it's political theoretical um I think there's seven of them all together but it's like knowing what those are and having kind of like the the verbiage, the information backing it a little bit more. I think it, it does a better job explaining to someone whether you're looking at it as a coach or just another person interacting with this person. Okay, this person might show up in this way because this is what motivates them or this is what doesn't motivate them. And then in that way, it's like you may have... um less of a tendency to paint somebody in a box and just be like, Oh, this is you. It's like, just because someone takes a test, it's not fair to just say, okay, all your life is defined right here. And there's, there's no room for you to grow or there's no room for you to be able to kind of like move and adjust. But something that I, I find great. And I think it worked well. It's worked well for you guys because you've made it work for you, but like being able to take your trainings that you do and apply it directly into your business and into your um your everyday that you have coaching and counseling as a regular part of what you do. I think that's a that's a beautiful thing versus trying to build from scratch something that's not there or something you're not completely clear on. It's like it's a little bit tougher. Yeah.
0: Yeah it helps to have a blueprint. That was created by somebody else. And one of the things that we do with our Married into crazy coaching um, is we take that, everything we just talked about, we don't do the values and the attributes, but we do the disc, but then because we're affiliated um, with the Gottman Institute, or at least we're doing our training through them,
1: mm-hmm. we've gained
0: access to what's called the Gottman connect. So mm-hmm. there is a relationship checkup that is mm-hmm. quite extensive um, that we have the couples go through as well. So you have the disc assessment as well as the couple's checkup or the relationship checkup, um, which can take anywhere from a half hour to two hours, depending upon um, your ability to sit down and really have focus. But it gives a very strong set of indicators as to where they're at and how their their strengths and their areas of opportunity when it comes to developing the relationship and taking it to the next level. And so we utilize all that as part of our our crazy platform. And as I think you remember, crazy stands for compassionate, real, accountable, zealous, and yielding. Mm. And all of those components, those five pillars works extremely well with DISC. And then on top of that, then the, you have the uh, the relationship checkup and then you have Snooks.
2: And our experiences also, you know, a lot of people that we we talk to, um, they come to us because of our experiences and how they see us relating to each other that's what gets them in. So we talk. We're very uh very transparent um about what we've been through, how we're feeling and people feel like they can relate to that and they're more comfortable with that. So with them always coming in that way and we have our mix on our our craziness with you know like lovey was saying we talk about what these are the things that we're doing. We have access to this. We have you know the assessment and you're going to go through XYZ, what have you. Um, we we have a pretty solid uh, platform that we're able to really, really bless and help uh, couples with. So, of course, there's always going to be room to do more, you know. Yeah. But right now, that's where we are.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I, I like that you also broke down what the crazy meant with married into crazy because otherwise like i think back to a comedian dave chappelle he once said like i think he was doing the interview in the actor studio where um he was talking about the time that he walked away from 50 million dollars and he was like well the easiest way to dismiss somebody is just by um labeling them as crazy Mm -hmm. but when you actually establish, okay this is what crazy means and these are our five pillars it's like okay they're not just crazy folks, like, come on, like they have structure within what they do. And there is like a craziness or a whirlwind in marriages, but there's there's a way that you can navigate through it. And I I really, I like um, the, the balance of you two, but how you allow each other to speak and then how you just build on the things that you do, but also build on the things you, you care for and what really gets your attention.
2: So let me just say this because you got my head going right now. What you just said about the, um, we, you know, we always talk about what crazy is. um, But some, I always say, well, sometimes it is just really crazy, but how you just described it, there is that whirlwind within the marriage. So we're going to start using that, because, you know, <laughs> congratulations! I, I like it.
0: Congratulations. Asher, yeah. you have been, a, you are now our first um, uh, certified Marin to crazy coach. Um, oh, congratulations nice. on your certification.
2: <laughs> no, I really, well, I really do like that. That does really describe yeah. marriage. You know, how to our uh, crazy is how to serve, not just survive, but um, really get through um that whirlwind that comes with sometimes just being an absolute nut i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: the man it, it's it's funny because whenever um i remember getting on the calls with um with quest back in the day i haven't been on in a long time but i always liked the invitation where it's like this is for married people but also people interested in being married and it's It's nice to see a perspective, but also even from observing my parents or spending time talking to them individually, at times maybe seeing them from a distance and either hearing what's said and then not only interpreting it, but being able to put yourself in their shoes because from the outside looking in, a lot of times you hear you hear people talk more about the bad than the good. And it's like, I don't know if I want to sign up for that. Is this is this the line where I give up half of my stuff? Or is this the line where I just (laughs) sign up for torture and torment? It's like single life is pretty good. Like but then um, getting around people that are not only pleasant people that want to do something more for themselves and, and being able to find that within somebody else and identified, I, I think it's, it's a good thing.
0: I agree. Well, come on back, you know, come, come visit. Uh, thank God I'm married as well, because um, I'd say that uh, 20% of the people that are participating in the Sunday calls are single. Mm-hmm. So that's like one in five. And I think it's, that's about right.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely make sure to, to drop by, but um the biggest thing for me this year has been keeping making sure the priorities are are right and not just getting into things just to get into them because yeah. even starting the discipline of the podcast doing it weekly and finding the proper time to record has been do what's important now and just going back through reading the one thing by Gary Keller The big thing there's been finding one thing in just in a day or in a week to say, so long as this gets done, everything else will follow and fall down like dominoes. So the big, big thing that I have to fight with or submit to is rest. Because as much as everybody's like, work, 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 it's like, yeah, you can work or you can take one step to a thousand steps but if you go in the wrong direction and you don't slow down enough to evaluate what you're doing you're a thousand steps in the wrong direction so either like take a minute to identify if what you're doing truly matters or just put enough time to just identify okay this this singular thing if nothing else works out like so long as I've maintained this like everything else can follow it.
0: So true. If you're a fan of The One Thing by Gary Keller, um, do you listen to their podcast, The One Thing Podcast?
1: Oh, I, I didn't know they had a podcast. Well, I, there's so many out there now. My yeah. main thing when I started it, um, I actually heard about it last year first through um, David Shan's group, The Morning Meetup. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay, I've got to get Not only get through the book, but I've got to put it into practice. And then this year when they're doing a book club and going through one book at a time, maybe like one or two a month, reading a chapter each day, I was like, okay, they read this one. Let me finish the book. And maybe there are nine books in now, but I was like, nope, nothing else. Like, I'll watch this for entertainment. I'll do homework here for this program, this one group that i focus my attention on sunday mornings and then outside of that it's like until this is done and i i fit everything else into the schedule it's like uh you'll have to
0: wait oh absolutely that, that that's true one thing form right it's yeah you know and until i do this one thing you know what, what is the the uh you know uh what is the one thing i can do such that by doing it makes everything else either unnecessary or, or easier either, or unnecessary yeah yep. you and got then, it and everything outside of that is a distraction. Anything other than that one thing is a distraction. You know, um, I listened to the podcast occasionally and they had the um, author, I can't remember if it's Dave McEwen or, I know his last name is McEwen, but he wrote Essentialism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's another book and they were talking about when you overlay the one thing with essentialism, it's not yeah. just about doing the one, the one thing, are you doing the right thing? Right, right. And, and, and being focusing just on the essential things that need to be done. And there's another book that McEwen just wrote that that's coming out that they were plugging and, hmm. and, and, but it always comes down to the application of what you're learning. A lot right. of us are junkies when it comes to reading <laughs> these, these books, you know, Oh, self-help book here. I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read that. I'm gonna read that. Did you read all those books? Well, yeah, I read them, but have you applied them?
1: You right. It, it's funny because when you mention essentialism, like being in Dave's group last year at the time that we were starting to read that like within BU, we started to break out into the individual personalities and then being a high S like I got into the chameleon group at the time. Now I think it's like the grounds crew Mm -hmm. and we started going through books. I think we did the power of habit, but then essentialism came up and it was interesting kind of reading those two or listening to those two books at the same time. And it was like, There's a lot going on here. So Mm -hmm. it's like more, more reason to kind of slow down. But I I think to your point, it's good to like overlay things and also being able to, to apply it.
0: But it it does come down to slowing down. And it's the same thing when it comes to marriages. When we talk with couples, you know, whether it's in group settings or, or, you know, when we're doing our couple to couple coaching, um, we, we try and get down to the essentials. What's the most important thing that you're going to be able to focus on that's going to take you to that next level? It's about the experience. What experience mm-hmm. are you trying to have in your life? And whatever that experience is that you're searching for, that needs to dictate what your goals are and what you're aspiring to. Because ultimately, that's what can you stick to? That's going to determine what you're willing to do on a daily basis. Yeah.
1: I'm curious, with, with your... Um, couples counseling and coaching um have you like can you give me a peek of like what it what it looks like or how it starts because like the two of you do you you both coach them or you both communicate like it's a four-way conversation
2: yeah definitely um we we felt that it was important because a lot of times when you you're dealing with couples a lot the opposite sex If it's a man coach Mm. then the women, the woman may feel like, oh, bias because it's a guy, you know, and vice versa. The man may feel like it's going to be biased because it's a woman coach. Mm. So we feel like um, we bring our own kind of unique perspectives. I won't say unique, but, you know, our our sexist perspectives, maybe because I'm a woman. She may feel more comfortable with me and the guy may may feel more comfortable with lovey. So when we first start, you know, we, um, okay, they come in and and we, you know, we talk about what what they would like to get out of it, what, why they're here, and we just give them some background information. Basically, they kind of already know about us, but we may go more in depth about our story so that they can know that and feel more comfortable, like, oh, they're not, you're not coming in here just jacked up, you know, like, oh, we, we'll think that you know, you're so messed up. It's like, when you hear our story, you're like, wow, oh, okay, we ain't that bad then, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, we might
0: need to counsel yeah, we, them. Like,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, first things first, we always want to make sure people feel comfortable. You know, we want you to feel comfortable. We, no judgment or anything like that. What's said here stays here. And we just, like, we do a oral history. We go through, um, the disc, we go through the, the Gottman connect, and then we just start applying principles as they may come up. We don't necessarily, I said, we have our structure, but we also give them the opportunity. Like if when they come in on that week, they're like, yeah, this happened. So we need to address this. And so we, we make it live and we're like, okay, so let's, let's get it. Let's, you know, let's talk about what happened. Let's go through whatever, whatever. And, you know,
0: we also apply some dyadic principles where we don't want it to be where we're just sitting there on this side of the screen and mm. pontificating and saying what you need to do and what we think you should do. It's not like that at all. It's it's our coaching is very similar to if you were, if we we're having a barbecue in the backyard, we're sitting around the fire and we're just chopping it up. Mm. So we can bring the clinical aspect of it, the things that we've learned and we've been taught, but we also want to bring the human side of it to where we're like, look, we're just a couple around the corner and that's how we present it. But when it's, we try and get in the dyadic piece to where, it's not us talking just to sometimes if there's a major point of contention, we're like, okay, well, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. You know? So we're over here. Now there's a, there's a barrier that goes up. You two need to talk to each other. Let's see how you engage. And so let us be the the fly on the wall and then let you discuss that very point. If you're comfortable with discussing in front of us Mm -hmm. and then let you two go at it. And you'd be surprised that when they talk and they go at it, they slip into, Hey, we're just having this conversation. And sometimes they're able to understand that, okay, well, maybe I should have said this a little differently, but it helps to have an outside, you know, third party that's going to sit there and be able to say, well, this is what we observe with no judgment. Mm-hmm. When I say one individual's right, the other individual is wrong, it's that this is what we saw.
2: Mm-hmm. So by doing it like that also, there are, I feel like there have been a lot of aha moments where, because when you're in the heat of it, you're just in the heat of it. And when someone is watching, we're like, okay, so this is what we saw, you know, maybe this, maybe that. And then they're like, oh, you know what, you're right. Because I could have an argument with Lovey. And then I'm going to try to remember this whole thing that happened. And a week later, I can't really say everything or, you know, there's no one that's there to point out that Maybe I was wrong for the way that I said it, or I came off this way. Hmm. So, being able to just see that and being on the other side, like Lovey said, we're like, yeah, this is, we did see, you know, this was, and maybe try this. And they're like, oh, okay, you're right, you're right. And so, we'll say, okay, basically, that's kind of your homework. So, when we meet back again, you could tell us how that worked for you. And we've gotten just, they're just like, you would not believe. this worked so well because we were able to have this conversation in front of you and really see what we were really doing. You know, of course I'm mm-hmm. thinking I'm not doing that, but I saw that I was really doing that. So it oh, yeah. works really great.
0: It's funny. There's awesome. times when people have had challenges and they sit there and say, we had this conversation, you know, and remember, you, you know, your sister was there or your brother was there, you know, and they said that, well, someone said, you said this. And then they immediately dismissed like, no, I didn't, I didn't say that. Yeah. You're only saying that because, I mean, that of course you're his brother, and da da da, da you know. Mm-hmm. And they, they think there's bias with us. There's no bias. And so when we sit there and say, okay, well, this is what we observe. You said this. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, you did. And <laughs> we were here. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's run the tape back.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and and
0: yeah. that's when they're like, wow, I didn't realize I even said mm-hmm. that, or I I didn't mean to come off like that. And I go, yeah. and that's what, like when you're talking about when you get into the attributes, mm. right? And it's like, okay, so. No, you didn't mean to say that, but let's discuss why that even came about. You know, are mm-hmm. there some unaddressed issues, mm-hmm. you know, coming from youth, coming from previous relationships. Mm-hmm. More mm-hmm. times than not, what we're doing is not really addressing what's going on
2: right now. Right now?
0: Right. The symptom because everything we we discuss, we see is a symptom.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And what we need to do, our goal is ultimately to get to the disease of what's going on in the relationship. And that dis ease or lack of ease stems from something that happened a long time ago. The problem with modern medical is that we focus on symptoms. Okay, well, how are you feeling? We get into that. I know you're like, oh, you're starting to preach now. No, but so we just we really try and go a little bit deeper and help people recognize that for themselves and go in. I'm sorry. No,
1: you're good. That that's awesome. I I, I was sitting here thinking, um, just whenever you brought the attributes up, I was like, Well. We we won't get to it now, but at some point in the future, um, if you guys would like to, I know you you've already taken it, Lovey, but Snooks, if you would like to, I can send you guys a link that I have, and we'll set up a time in the future so that I can maybe I can kind of show you what I've learned and be like, okay, hey, okay, here's the the top level, here's your motivation, and then at the core, like, here's how. Um, you process information and knowing how you process information, here's where it can work to your benefit or as a hindrance. And then that way, um, back to what you were saying, it's just, it's all a matter of what's happened in the past and like the paradigms we keep. And so long as you understand the paradigms you have, you can change the outcome. And just by reversing the flow of what you do instead of just like, okay, this, yeah, this happened when I was little or a lot A lot of people have the, the um, not a lot of people, some people that I've met or seen in passing, whether it's on social media or something, they have the phrase to say, guys, it's usually coming from a woman's perspective that says guys aren't anything. <laughs> and usually sure. it's like, you're not right but you're not wrong, I think it's a big thing to do with the environment that you have or the, the things that you're exposed to. And right. like you guys have, have probably, you know more, more. Um, I'd say not you, you're familiar with this in a sense because it's like you're studying it. Like you understand that your environment plays a big role as to how you turn out, but also like what you're exposed to knowingly or unknowingly is always vying for your attention so you might get all spun up into something and be like well so and so said my butt looked big or something it's like okay well maybe it's because babies got back was playing on the radio and it's <laughs> just playing on repeat right terrible analogy but for no. some reason that <laughs> popped into my head but I guess as I say that, I'm like, I'm pretty sure within the counseling and coaching you guys do, you try to keep it fun regardless of like where it is. It's like we're humans at the end of the day. So let's not turn into machines that just pontificate and just go on and on and on. It's like, no, like have fun, make mistakes. But at least in your profession, you're not, you're there to show people, okay, this is real life.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, if you lose that opportunity or that ability to laugh at yourselves, then mm-hmm. there's a deeper problem. You know, there's a, there's a challenge there, and it's you can't find solutions if you're taking yourself way too serious yeah. all the time.
2: Lovey Absolutely. used to be like that. I used I had to tell him to calm down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I saw the light.
2: <laughs> like relax. It's okay if you slouch a little bit.
1: <laughs> like, no. It's the military in you, huh? it
0: is. I, swear, I, I go back and it, forth. You probably, probably saw me here adjusting a few <laughs> times, like, oh, relaxing too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny.
1: Well, let me not keep you guys too long. Um, before you go, let, if you would let people know um, what to, to look out for.
2: Um, I think that, you know, we'll be doing our, our workshops um, and just kind of just keep a lookout on the platform at what's coming up. We have some things that we are going to, that we want to do. You know, we don't have any specific set dates yet for any of the retreats or conferences that will be coming up, but that will be something that um, Married Into Crazy is going to do, uh, have our retreats and uh, some conferences. So,
0: Right. And so you can always stay in tune with what we're doing. If you go to marriedintocrazy.com, Right now, the way it looks is going to be very different. So by the time people hear this, it should be the new um, refurbished, if you will. We're, we're, right, we're in the process of rebranding. We're working with a consultant um, that we met through the community originally. And um, there's a lot that's going on. There's a lot. And so we hope to have all the offerings up by August slash September. So by October, this should, we should be kind of running a mile a minute with our, our new platform, our new look, um, with some new offerings as well. The coaching is always going to remain, um, but just the manner in which you might be able to gain access to it through a new website um, and a series of webinars.
1: Awesome! Thank you, guys, for joining me on the podcast. Do
2: too
1: well, dude. Thank you,
0: and good luck with your podcast as well. <laughs> Thank you,
1: you guys. Right, be. Asher.